0: and I'll be your host for the next hour. Each week at Mass, we say those words, I believe, but our belief has implications on the way we live our life the rest of the week. We explore those implications together right here on Outside the Walls. Well, there are a couple of things going on right now. First of all, tomorrow, and the one that you probably expect, uh, tomorrow is the Feast of Pentecost. This is where we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit, where after Christ resurrected, spent 40 days with his apostles, ascended into heaven, spent uh, they spent t- nine days in prayer on that 10th day, the 50th day, which was the Feast of Pentecost, a, a Jewish feast, the All the people from all around were gathered in Jerusalem for that feast. And at that moment, as the disciples were waiting there in the upper room, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Uh, They heard the sound of rushing wind, tongues of fire descended uh, and rested above each of their heads. There were 120 there in the room, the the disciples, the apostles, um, Mary, and and many others um, were there together. And... Being filled with the Holy Spirit, they then went out into the streets and they began to tell of the mighty acts of God. And they did this in all of the different languages because you had people from all these different languages who were gathered in that city. And so the Holy Spirit gave them uh, utterance to be able to to spread the gospel, to tell the mighty acts of God in a way that it would be understood by everyone. And this was the birth of of the church. Uh, this is 3,000 people were added to their number uh, in that one day and the church began to grow as the word of god went out that's that's the first thing that happens tomorrow the day following is uh the 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 new feast of mary mother of the church so uh, i'm looking forward to that as well as mary in those early days helped to nurture and to guide and to mother uh the those who were in those no, that that 3120 and and whatever else they added after that uh, the other thing that's going on is that our children are getting ready to come home for the summer, right? Um, we've been able to send them off to school, many of us, and and have them um, in the evenings. And, you know, largely our day has not been filled with them. And they're coming home. Do you feel it yet? <laughs> has that awareness stricken <laughs> you with panic yet? Uh, if so, I have something for you. We're going to be talking today with Jenna Gizar. She is the founder of Blessed Is She. If you've not heard about Blessed Is She, I encourage you, uh, specifically all you ladies, to go and take a look at their website, blessedisshe.net. Uh, they're also on social media. They're on Facebook and Twitter and, and and everywhere else. Today, we're going to be talking about a new resource out through Blessed Is She called Rise Up, Shining with Virtue. It's a, a small little devotional for children uh, ages 8 to 12, boys and girls, uh, that's all based on the virtues. And summer is a, a great time to do that. You know, there's nothing in in the world out there. No one else is really invested in teaching your children virtues. They want them to to fit in. They might want them to be respectful and to be uh, nice and to be considerate. Uh, but no one else is really going to help them grow in faith hope and love. No one else is really going to teach them prudence and justice and gratitude and generosity. Uh, No one's going to help them with courage and perseverance and mercy and temperance and humility. Sure, they may get some of this stuff at religious education at church, but you, you, religious education doesn't really give you the time as a student to really practice and wrestle through these these higher level concepts and the in the um, the development and the cultivation of a life of virtue that 's something that really the home is the incubator for the life of faith and and we at home have to invest in uh, sitting down and having these conversations and going through exercises and and looking over. Situations that arise and breaking them down and saying, you know, well, let's take a look at this um, in light of justice. Was this thing that just happened uh, an expression of giving someone what was their due? Uh, did we act in injustice and in mercy to that person, right? And now, because we recognize that we didn't, Let's, as a sibling, go back and rectify that. Let's, let's have some humility, right? And really to, to point out, not just to, you know, say, you, you need to go apologize. That was wrong, right? That's one, certainly that needs to happen. Certainly there needs to be that. But beyond that, we can take these opportunities to point out and to give them the tools they need to recognize that there are virtues present that that they need to grow in, that God wants them to grow in, uh, that will bring them into full spiritual maturity. As we are helping our children grow into maturity in other ways as well, and and we can say to them, okay, let's let's look at this. And now it's incumbent on you. This is not a natural thing. This is not something you're like, oh, look, I'm I'm suddenly humble, right? No, uh, we have to cultivate those and feed that interior life, and to to help. Ourselves uh, exercise those muscles of virtue, so that we're able not just to uh, to talk a good game, but that we're able to to speak with our actions, with our virtuous actions, in a way that that says, "Hey, we belong to Christ." Right? Jesus Himself said, "They will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another." Of course, love is one of the three. Theological virtues the uh, faith, hope, and love, so um, I encourage you as summer is approaching to to find ways to specifically encourage and foster virtues in your children and one of the ways to do that, of course, is this fantastic book i 've got a copy here uh, for myself that i i 've got for my children, but I also have a copy for you today. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway. If you don't have a Twitter, uh, we're we're giving it away on Twitter. So you're going to need to, you're going to want to do that maybe during the break. A little bit later in the show, uh, as we are talking with Jenna Gizar, we're going to tell you how, what you need to do on Twitter to get signed up for the drawing uh, for this book that we're giving away, Rise Up, Shining with Virtue, available now on BlessedIsShe.net. Don't go anywhere. There is much more to come. Fantastic conversation coming right up. Join us over on social media, facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. The handles at outside the walls and join this conversation. Talk to me about some of the strategies you're going to be doing to help your kids this summer. There's more to come right after this. You're listening to outside the walls with TL. Welcome back to Outside the Walls, where we explore the implications of our belief on our daily life. I'm your host TL, and today we are talking. We're talking about Blessed is She. We've got. A, I, I started off because there's this new book. Uh, it's gorgeous, and it's specifically for children, of which you know I have many, uh, and it's called Rise Up, Shining with Virtue. And it's this wonderful little devotional book that's based on the virtues. Uh, And it it, it's fun artwork. It's kind of this. Well, if you know, blessed is she dot net, then, you know, the kind of artwork that you can find in here. Uh, And so I I reached out to them um, hoping against hope because I've I've seen uh, from some other people like Edwin Edmund Mitchell that, you know, blessed is she doesn't send stuff to guys, but I hoped against hope that I would get a copy of this. And uh, and lo and behold, they sent it to me. I've got it in my hands. Not only do I have a copy that I have been looking through, uh, but I have a copy to give away to you today. Uh, a little bit later in the show, you're going to have to stick around. But we're talking today with Jenna Gizar. She is the founder. I don't know how I pulled this off, but the founder of Blessed Is She, uh, as well as the creative director for said organization, said grouping, which is a women's ministry and community Uh, I know about blessed is she, because my wife is, uh, intimately involved in the Facebook group. You know, you hear about Pinterest, you hear about Facebook, and then there's blessed is she. So Jenna, (laughs) thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me tell. I'm very much looking forward to chatting more with you.
0: So here's a question for you. Um, there, you know, you go to Pinterest uh, as one does and, (laughs) and you see all kinds of, of, uh, artistic ability and all kinds of, uh, you know, grand ideas that are out there. Uh, and yet somehow a lot of those don't grow beyond maybe their little personal network of friends, or, uh, maybe they get within their community, but you have somehow caught lightning in a bottle and blessed as she has turned into an international community of women who are seeking holiness obviously this went far beyond what you expected, but what was your hope when you first got this thing rolling?
1: Oh my goodness. My hope was that my website looked good. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) I was just chugging away on my computer. You know, I, I fell in love with website design pretty early on to my blogging journey when I was just personally blogging some stuff. And, um, then I was just like, okay, let me make a website, ask some ladies to do a women's ministry with me on the internet. I found some other bloggers that I had followed for a little bit, Catholic bloggers. And I asked them to do a women's ministry with me. I had no idea what the name would be. I had no idea what we were going to send out every day. I had no idea any of this would happen. I was just like, let's make a pretty website. Like, I just think the church has always kind of struggled with things not looking very good. And I wanted something that looked good. And uh, are you so that referring, was really-
0: Are you referring to the Vatican website? Are you-, are you- <laughs> ragging that, is, on a the... that <laughs> is a
1: work of art that is a work of art so that was really a huge motivation is just let's create something beautiful and that's been something that we've done for the past five years that's been huge I think
0: well and and from that there has been just a strong connection of women coming together and finding support and outside of even you know you put out the the daily diversionals and the things along those lines but then these people have the, these people, these, these ladies, like my wife have come into these regional Facebook groups and gone far beyond the the daily devotionals. Now there's a network of support sometimes for uh, moms like my wife, who maybe doesn't get out of the house very often because getting out of the house means putting so many kids into car seats and yeah. going somewhere and then unloading them. And then, the, you know, it's, you kind of parse out how many times am I going to stop this this van today, <laughs> how, how many hours am I going to spend putting them in and out and in and out? Uh, and so you've created this virtual community that really was a, a strong felt need for many of these women.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I had that need in my own life. I was a young mom, just had had two kids pretty quickly into our marriage. And I didn't, Have any connection to anyone where I could feel like we were talking about the Lord together? There were so many beautiful Protestant ministries that were happening, and they had built these beautiful communities around the Word of God. And you know, there's a whole piece lacking the tradition of our faith. And I wanted to be able to talk to other women about that, and to talk about prayer, and to talk about the Lord. And um, so I wanted to create that. I was like, these Protestant women are doing such a beautiful job. Let's make that for Catholic women. Um and so that was huge for me. It was it definitely came from a place of isolation, a place of of seeing a need and wanting to fill that in my own life and I think the women that signed on to do it with me had that same desire. And I really think that that's how Blessed Is She kind of skyrocketed is they all had their own little pockets of influence, whether it be in their own communities, whether it be in their churches, whether it be on the internet, they all had their own um, kind of people in their lives that they were able to say, hey, you're welcome here too. You belong here too. Um, We're all Catholic women desiring the same thing, which is relationship with each other, all all revolving around our relationship
0: with the Lord. We're talking today with Jenna Gizar from blessedishe.net. Now you mentioned something there that a lot of these Protestant ministries do have these communities centered around the word of God and uh this is something that <laughs> you know well Catholics are not well known for uh really diving right. into scripture and yeah. uh, I I was in conversation oh probably a couple of years ago with um with the Catholic evangelista and she was going on and on about the the need for a Catholic journaling bible and how difficult a time she was having getting this Catholic journaling Bible put together or, or, you know, just talking to publishers, trying to get anyone to do something. Somehow there is now not Mm -hmm. only one Catholic journaling Bible, but because I guess guys don't journal. uh, I found out just the other day on this uh, father's day list, there's now a Catholic note-taking Bible, which is exactly the same, but with a different cover of the Catholic journaling Bible, both available on osv.com, our Sunday visitor. How did, how did you pull this off? I don't even remember.
1: As most things, I don't remember. The Lord just is crazy, and I just am along for the ride. My husband and I are just like sign us up, whatever. Um, But they had reached out to me. I don't remember when they reached out to me or or why in particular, but they were like, "We want to work with you in some way," and I said, "Great." We've been wanting to make a Catholic journaling Bible for years. We Mm -hmm get asked it all the time. And as you said, our regional Facebook groups where women share their opinions freely a (laughs) lot. um, And they say what they would like and they say what they would love us to make. And so I said to our Sunday visitor, women want this. This is going to do well. This is something that, again, they've been asking for for years. And it just doesn't exist. Why does it not exist? Anyway, so I said, we would be willing to design it. We'd be willing to make it beautiful, make it very blessed as she. And uh, would you guys help us publish it? Would you, I had the hardest time because we make books as you, like we have Rise Up. Right. We make Advent and Lent journals, but I've had the hardest time finding a printer who will print, you know, a thousand page Bible. Like I got a quote from a printer here in Phoenix that we use for all of our other stuff. And it was $50 at cost just to print the Bible. Wow. So I was like, this is just not going to work. I need one of these publishers who have some sort of secret ingredient of printers who make Bibles. So our center visitor said, sure, we'll do that with you. They gave us about a month timeline. Um, because it was like right before the holidays. So we needed Mm -hmm. to get it out really quickly. I want to say we signed on to do it in like July. So it needed to be done in August. And, uh, I flew out to LA, uh, to meet up with Erica Tai, who, um, is the owner behind Be Heart Design. And, um, we just created it together. We sat down and me and Beth Davis, who is our director of ministry advancement, she picked all of the verses that Erica then hand lettered for each, uh, book of the Bible and we just sat down and nailed it out and Erica designed uh, and laid out a bible in a month which was an amazing feat that can only be attributed to god
0: that that's typically the way that that the bible works is it something that can only be right totally totally <laughs> So now this is, uh, as we're talking about this Bible, this is not only a note-taking Bible where you've got some wide margins with really light lines underneath for you to be able to write there on the margins. It's also yeah. a, a study Bible. I mean, it's it, you've got the cross-referencing and all the other notes that are in there. It's really well put together.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's the same translation that we use at Mass. It's the same translation that we use in our daily devotions that we write every day for women. And that was really important to us to do what everyone is familiar with and understands and hears every day if they go to daily mass or Sunday mass. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that translation is awesome. It has great end notes and footnotes and lots for you to learn about in scripture. And so it's been beautiful. It's it's an amazing resource to be able to say to women who say, I don't even know where to start. We say, get this Catholic journaling Bible. And it has so much information for you to really dive into. And you don't have to feel afraid anymore. You don't have to feel like this is something I can never understand. It gives you notes and it gives you ways to study through it.
0: Now you, you asked that question, you get asked that question a lot. Where do I begin? Where do I start? So obviously the Catholic journaling Bible is part of it, but part of what makes Blessed Is She uh, so fantastic is the community. So let's send people to net. Mm -hmm. There's where you can find the blog. There's where you can find uh, the the devotionals that come out. But how would someone get involved in one of these regional communities?
1: So on the website, as you said, blessedissue.net slash community, you will find different ways to get involved. You'll see all the regional Facebook groups. You'll also see how we can help you do or attend, host, or attend what we call a blessed brunch. So uh, that's just something that anyone can do. We basically help you by giving you a hostess guide and an RSVP form and women show up at your door and you have real in-life community. Um, That's coming off of the virtual space as well. But the regional groups are so fun. Um, There are thousands and thousands of women in each of the regional groups all around the U.S. We also have groups in Canada and Australia and Europe and So it's just so fun. It's women asking for prayer. It's women asking for clarification on church teaching. It's women asking all sorts of interesting questions. Uh, You'll definitely be uh, enlightened in that group for sure. And really just there's a spirit of prayer and love for each other and kindness towards each other. So it's been beautiful to see the friendships that have blossomed from that group. I know that women, for example, a woman has gone from the Midwest group and is now moving to California. So we add her to the Southwest group. And when she gets into that Southwest group, she'll say, hey, I'm looking for roommates. And she then can find roommates there. Like It's just a really beautiful community. And then there was another example of a woman whose husband died, and the women in her Blessed Hadooshi regional groups are the women who came over and brought her meals and who brought her flowers. It wasn't an online space, as beautiful as that is. We really are heart women know each other in real life and that they have relationships with each other outside of the online space. And it's been beautiful to see these women step out and courageously say, I want friendships, and the Lord's putting them in my life, and I'm open to it. And the things that can happen from that
0: is incredible. Yeah. We're talking today with Jenna Gizar. She is the founder of Blessed Is She, blessed is Uh, She's also the the creative director there, and their work is beautiful. Please, not not only is it really foundationally beautiful in, in, in the sense that uh, it's orthodox, and it's true, and it's good, but it's it's beautiful in the presentation as well. Go take a look at net. When we come back... We're going to be talking about this new devotional book from Blessed is She called Rise Up, Shining with Virtue, this virtue-based uh, devotional for boys and girls ages 8 to 12 with a little bit of fudge room on either side. And uh, later in the show, we're going to be giving away a copy of this on Twitter. Uh, so you're going to, if you don't have a Twitter, now's the time to do it, even if you only use it for this, uh, because this book is worth it. We're going to be giving that away in the next segment So don't go anywhere. Don't wander away too far because that's coming right up. Join the ongoing conversation over at facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. The handles at outside the walls. And uh, we're going to give you a discussion prompt in the next segment. That's going to give you access, uh, sign you up for this drawing where you're going to have a chance to win this book, have it in your hands and for your children. There's much more to come right after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls with T.L. Welcome back to Outside the Walls, where we explore the implications of our belief on our daily life. I'm your host, T.L., we're talking today with Jenna Gizar. She is the founder of Blessed Is She, uh, and the creative director of that same organization. Um, we're talking today about this brand new book uh, from Blessed Is She called Rise Up, Shining with Virtue. and It's a, it's a beautiful, age-appropriate devotional for children, eight, ages 8 to 12, uh, about the The virtues and helping them learn their faith through the practice of these virtues, which if you have an eight to 12 year old, you know, there's ample opportunity for them uh, Mm -hmm. to explore these virtues in their own life. It's the time of really trying to figure out where they belong and where they fit in the social order and uh, how how they can, you know, my, I've got a 12, um, 11 year old and his big thing right now is he realizes he's growing up and he's not sure he's going to be ready to leave the house. I'm like, you've got time, bud. It's okay. You have time. We're going to get you there. But he's, he's really realizing that he's got to find his place and to stake his ground. And he's trying to figure out where that is. And so this is really the time for him to begin looking at the virtues And this does it so wonderfully because it gives mom and dad talking points and places of conversation uh, to go through with them. So talk a little bit about the impetus behind this book and what brings it up now for the Blessed Is She community.
1: So this is really birthed from uh, one of our theological editors named Susanna Spencer. Uh, She has a master's in theology from Franciscan, and she also uh, is married to a philosophy professor as well. And so they just are always talking about the virtues, uh, right from when they started, uh, to be together. Um, they just always read Thomas Aquinas together and read the Summa. And, uh, so one day her daughter came up to her and said, Hey mom, I have a veggie tales book and I wish that there was more to it. It's just not beautiful. Like what you have at blessed is she, I wish you could create something for me and kind of those, that desire from her daughter, mixed with her love of the virtues and really wanting to give this gift to her children as well of teaching them about the virtues rise up was really born from that. Um, it's basically really Susanna diving into the summa and making it digestible for children, but also there's so much richness in, in learning about the virtues um, from the summa. And so Susanna making this digestible, but really teaching them the truth and uh, we asked 15 Blessed Issue writers to write for the book. And so each of us has a specific virtue as a chapter in the book, and we just write from our own personal experience, not as adults, but we write as if, as if we were a child. Uh, for example... One of them is, I believe, Sister Maria Kim, who works over at Pauline Press. Yeah. She wrote about her time um, taking taekwondo and um, just like different athletic references, um, as well as just sharing stories of their childhood. One day, my my grandma always made my grandpa pies and he never told her and was honest with her that he didn't like pie. And just <laughs> like that part about honesty and just all of these really sweet stories um, that we all have from our childhood, but really in wanting to teach our children about the virtues through the eyes of children. Um, And I just think that that's beautiful as opposed to us kind of talking down to them or or teaching them as a parent. We're really trying to step into their life and say, like, we understand this experience and this is where you can learn about obedience and honesty and studiousness is one of the other ones we have in there. So it's been a gift um, to see it come to life and to see it be such a blessing to so many families, my family included. Every day, my nine-year-old and I sit down and we read one page of the book. We're not going in any order. She just kind of picks a page. That's how she wanted to do it. And so every day, we're learning about a different saint. We're reading a different saint quote, a different Bible verse, and then learning about a virtue. So it's mm-hmm. been such a gift to our family to sit down and, and to do it uh, as a family and to talk about it afterward as well. Yeah.
0: Now, all the sociological research that's out today that's looking at the rise of the nuns, those who identify with no religion— All of this research is saying that the greatest indicator of whether a child persists in the faith as an adult uh, is not whether they go to religious education, it's not whether they attend a Catholic school, it's not whether they attend mass weekly or more than weekly, it's whether there is a faith life at home uh, with their parents. If their parents are practicing the faith and including them in the faith, the the statistics are are that they will be much more likely to continue in the faith as an adult. Uh, so it doesn't really matter if you're going to Mass every week with your children if you're not also doing the other practices of faith. And this really is nothing new because you look back in the book of Deuteronomy uh, when when God is talking to the, the children of Israel about the Ten Commandments and he says, teach these to your children. Uh, talk about it when you rise up and when you lie down, when you come in, when you go out, rise it or write it on the doorposts and on your gates. He's saying, make this part of your daily life. Uh, and one of the things that you mentioned as you talk about this is that you do this together with your child. It's not, yes. hey, here's a book on the virtues. Go read this, and and you'll be educated, and and then you'll know the faith. No, you're you're sitting there and processing this with them. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's been huge for us. We only just started. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, per the direction of my spiritual director, we've only just started praying the daily rosary as a family. And so every day, right after we pray the rosary, we just read one page of Rise Up. So it's kind of part of that habit that we are already building. It's just, we're just going to add this as part of it. And it's so short. It's only a couple of minutes. She reads it. We do the prayer and that's how we end our rosary every time. And again, it's, it's the virtues and it's from the summa and it has these reflections from us blessed issue writers, but there's things to unpack. There's questions that your kids are going to ask. There are questions that you can ask your kids to really dive even more into this. What do you think about that? What do you think about um, honesty in that way or telling little white lies or you know those are things that we can have in everyday conversation that maybe we wouldn't have touched on if we hadn't opened up this book and started reading it so it's been it's been so fruitful for me especially i have my 9 year old who i who i just mentioned is really my more intellectual one she's not so much heart and that's hard for me because i'm a lot heart my husband and i both are and uh faith really comes easily for us obedience comes very easily for us and for her it really is her needing to learn and to Process what the faith actually teaches us for her to understand it, to then believe. So it's cool to just see how your kids are going to be different, how your kids will react to the to the book differently. And and again, it really is just a gift. Um, I love that you shared that about about teaching the faith at home and and doing the faith at home, not just teaching it and and handing it off to them, but really doing it as a family. Because ultimately, what do we we all want? Salvation for our children, and right. this is. How we get there is this daily habit of us doing this as a family.
0: We're talking today with Jenna Gizar. She's the founder of Blessed Is She. You can find them over at net. Well, I think something else to keep in mind is as you're going through these, and of course, you can do this book more than once because the virtues are timeless. Right. Uh, but as you go through it and you talk about generosity or you talk about, um, you know, studiousness or any of these other virtues, temperance, it's not just going to stick for that day that's right. going to inf- influence the conversations uh for you know weeks I, I my children the older ones um they get to the place where they know that generally bedtime right after the little the littlest ones go to bed that's the time that they come and they talk to us about the things that are bothering them uh during the day and so you know it's not uncommon for Uh, We get the little ones tucked in and then we walk out and waiting in the hallway is one of the olders who's supposed to be in their bed, but, and, but they know that if they have something serious to talk about, we will sit down and and not just, send so I don't know really if it's a stalling tactic, but I'll take the stalling tactic because (laughs) it really brings up some, some good conversations uh, about things that are troubling them, whether it be, um, how do I respond to someone who has said something that hurt my feelings? Mm -hmm. Uh, or whether it be, um, you know, this person was encouraging me to, to lie and to have these conversations already primed and ready because of the Mm -hmm. conversations that come from this book. It's like, Oh, I remember we talked about that with our devotional. Here's a real life practical scenario that I'm having. And I need your guidance and help and, and conversation to get through this real life event to process it.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I hope my kids will wait in the hallway for me to talk to me one day. <laughs> it, it I hope was. that I hope that I'm open enough to them. I think so often we can be so busy as as parents and just brush them aside or say like we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. I I really hope that I can continue to foster uh, an experience for them where. I'm open to them and I have time for them.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's something that all of us, you know, have better days and, and worse days at, but it's the yeah. kind of thing that we, we have to make a priority. And really this book is a great way to start those conversations with your kids. The book of course is Rise Up, Shining with Virtue, available from Blessed Is She, We want to give away a copy today. And the way we're going to do that is uh, you need to go to Twitter, uh, now, if you don't have a Twitter, I'm so sorry. This is a Twitter giveaway, but it's really easy to sign up. And immediately after the giveaway, if you want to get rid of it because you don't like uh, social media, that's fine. But if you want to get a free copy of this book, what you have to do uh, is go on to Twitter and then write a uh, write a, a, a tweet mentioning both Blessed is She and Outside the Walls. So my, my Twitter handle is at Outside the Walls. Uh, Blessed is she's is at blessed is she underscore underscore two of them, not just one, at blessed is she underscore underscore. And what I want to hear from you is I want to hear what's the funniest thing that your child has said to you about God, maybe on your way out from mass, maybe as you're doing bedtime, but just, you know, whether it be um, that God's name is Andy, because the hymn says, Andy walks with me, Andy, I don't know. What's the funniest thing that your child has said to you? Uh, about God, about religion, about theology uh, and mention at blessed is she underscore underscore and at outside the walls. And of all the people who do that, we're going to, we're going to be really judgy. We're going to judge, which we think is the funniest.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: And we're going to, and the winner, we're going to send you a copy of this book so that you can uh, help your children say more funny things about God. (laughs) We're going to end this today. Uh, Jenna, I want to hear your funny story. What's the funniest thing that one of your children has said to you about the faith, about God, whatever the case may be? I'm putting you on the spot. I know. I see this that phrase.
1: I am on the spot. Can I say really quickly before I yes. try to think of an answer? Rise Up is for boys and girls. Oh, most A certainly. lot of people ask us that, and they assume it just because blesses She is a women's ministry. But yes, it's for boys and girls. The art in there is for boys and girls. So I just want, before you get questions about that.
0: Yes. It is for boys and girls. And my boy is, is going to be doing this very soon. I just got my copy and I'm really ready for him to dive in. Okay. We've we got a little bit of time left. You got to throw oh, something something good out.
1: Um, I think the other day, my six-year-old, oh gosh, what was it? She is too funny. My little six-year-old. Um, it was something about getting married or something like that. Anyway, she thought Mary and Jesus were married to each other. Mm. But I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was just so funny. I was like, no, no, it's Mary and Joseph. She's like, what? I thought Mary and Jesus were married. No, no, (laughs) that's confusing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Children say the darndest things. Do
1: you have one, T.L.?
0: You know, the one that I think of is that when we were getting ready to convert, and it was really secret, and no one knew that we were getting ready to convert, uh, my three-year-old got out of the bath, and he was wrapped in a blue towel, like one of those hoodie towels, and he looked in the mirror and said, like Mary, and really freaked us out because we are like, oh, no, he's going to tell everyone and blow our cover. Brilliant. We're talking today with Jenna Gizar from Uh Please go take a look at this wonderful... Uh, devotional on the virtues remember go sign up on twitter go give us your story uh, and be registered to win this uh, this book there's more to my conversation with jenna available to all those who support the show through patreon go to outside the walls click the patreon link and see how you can get access there's much more to come right after this you're listening to outside the walls with tl Welcome back to Outside the Walls, where we explore the implications of our belief on our daily life. I'm your host, T.L. Uh, today, we had a fantastic conversation with Jenna Gizar. She is the founder of Blessed Is She. They've got this beautiful new book, uh, gorgeous illustrations, a lot of fun. And it's, uh, it's a devotional for, for children, boys and girls, ages, uh, targets around 8 to 12, but you could probably fudge that on either side. Uh, that helps them to to grow in virtue. It's specifically a virtue-based devotional, and most of the time, publishers want me to have their books, and they they send them to me unbidden. Uh, but I saw this. I don't even remember where I saw this, but I saw this, and I, I'm like, this is something that I want my kids to have. And so, the way that I went about that is, I like, hey, I I uh, I want to have a conversation about this. Would you send me a copy? So now I have a copy for my kids, but I also have a copy for you. Uh, we're going to give that away uh, next week. We're going to let you take all this week to go onto Twitter and to have this conversation and to begin to talk about your story of the funniest thing that your children have said to you uh, about the faith. Something It doesn't have to be ha-ha joke funny, just some little quirky story of, uh, of them engaging with the faith, maybe a misconception or, or some, uh, turn of phrase that they got a little bit wrong or something that was hilarious to you as a parent, parent funny, not joke funny. Uh, if it is joke funny, that's fine as well. So you do that by going onto Twitter, it's gotta be Twitter for this specific giveaway. And, uh, and you tell us that, and you mention, if you're a Twitter person, you know that to mention someone, you put the at symbol and then their handle. Mention blessed is she. So at blessed is she underscore underscore and mention at outside the walls. Tell that story. And of all the stories we get in, we will select someone to get a copy of this book. If you missed any part of the conversation or you want to share it with your friends, have no fear. All of our episodes are archived over at outsidethewalls.com. And as soon as we finish airing here, we're going to put it up there so that you can spread it around social media. Maybe you want to go back and listen to it again because you heard something like, did did I really hear that? Now you can go find out. You can listen on demand over at OutsideTheWalls.com. There's also more to this conversation than we have time to air here. Uh, The rest of this conversation can be found for our Patreon listeners. Uh, Over at OutsideTheWalls.com, up in the top right-hand corner, there's a little link that says Support the Show-Patreon. If you click that, uh, it'll take you to a page where you can see a little bit about what the back end of creating this show is and what it entails. Uh, And you can choose to support the work that we do, keep us on the air. Uh, for as little as $5 a month, at the $5 level, you automatically get access to all our extra content. We do an extra uh, extra segment for every show. Uh, and so that's uh, four to five times a month, you get an extra segment for about $5. And if you break it down, that's about one uh, Starbucks coffee or whatever your, your barista of choice is. Uh, one of those coffees per month and you get four or five extra segments. Um, think, think about it as an espresso with, uh, with five shots, right? You get five, you get five extra shots of these segments that we'd love to share with you. Uh, there are other levels that you can give out as well. They have their own rewards. I'd love you to take a look at it, and I'd love you to join that community of supporters. Let's go ahead and now and turn our attention to our reading from scripture and from church history. Today, our reading from Scripture comes from the Gospel of John, where Jesus is praying that high priestly prayer. Lifting his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, I pray not only for these, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and I have given them the glory that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me and that you loved them even as you loved me. Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am, They may also be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. That reading comes from the Gospel of John, and we could spend a week just here. Uh, But one thing that I want to point out, as Christ is praying this prayer, he talks about us being brought to perfection. And one of the ways that we do that, of course, is by growing in virtue. Uh, But he says that his prayer is that we may be brought to perfection as one, uh, in, in unity with one another, For the purpose, there's a purpose not only for our own growth, for our own growth in virtue, but that the world may know that God the Father sent the Son. He's praying and says, um, I pray that they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me and that you loved them even as you loved me. And so as we practice virtue, it's not just for ourselves. It's not just so that we can be better. It's not even just so that we as Christians can be more unified. It's so that God may be glorified in the world through us. And so that that puts a little bit more weight on it. It's it's not just that so our kids will grow up to be um, productive members of society and not bring shame on us. It's something now incumbent on us as well so that we may be productive members of the kingdom and not bring shame on our Father. Let's go ahead now and turn our attention to our reading from church history. Uh, This is a great and I think very timely, uh, pending on this conversation, a sermon from uh, St. Anthony of Padua. The man who is filled with the Holy Spirit speaks in different languages. These different languages are different ways of witnessing to Christ, such as humility, poverty, patience, and obedience. We speak in those languages when we reveal in ourselves these virtues to others. Actions speak louder than words. Let your words teach, and your actions speak. We are full of words but empty of actions, and therefore are cursed by the Lord, since he himself cursed the fig tree when he found no fruit but only leaves. Gregory said a law is laid upon the preacher to practice what he preaches. It is useless for a man to flaunt his knowledge of the law if he undermines its teaching by his actions. But the apostles spoke as the Spirit gave them the gift of speech. Happy the man whose words issue from the Holy Spirit and not from himself, For some men speak as their own character dictates, but steal the words of others, and present them as their own, and claim the credit for them. The Lord refers to such men and others like them in Jeremiah. So then, I have a quarrel with the prophets that steal my words from each other. I have a quarrel with the prophets, says the Lord, who have only to move their tongues to utter oracles. I have a quarrel with the prophets who make prophecies out of lying dreams, who recount them and lead my people astray with their lies and their pretensions. I certainly never sent them or commissioned them, and they serve no good purpose for this people, says the Lord. We should speak, then, as the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of speech. Our humble and sincere request to the Spirit for ourselves should be that we may bring the day of Pentecost to fulfillment, insofar as he infuses us with his grace by using our bodily senses in a perfect manner and by keeping the commandments. Likewise, we shall request that we may be filled with a keen sense of sorrow and with fiery tongues for confessing the faith, so that our deserved reward may be to stand in the blazing splendor of the saints and to look upon the triune God. That reading today comes from a homily by St. Anthony of Padua. And I love the way that he puts this, but it also calls to mind um, that anytime we see reference to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's actions in our lives, uh, it generally comes with an action that the the, the Holy Spirit vivifies us for for movement, for action, right? Uh, the Holy Spirit is described as a wind, and no one knows where the wind goes, but we see the effects of the wind, right? It's, uh, there are external signs to the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And a lot of people focus on the uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, of, of wisdom and understanding and counsel and strength and knowledge and the fear of the Lord uh, and piety, but we should also, I think, even more so be focused on the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit are things that the Holy Spirit gives us as the, the church, as the body has need, but the fruit of the Spirit are the result of the Spirit's presence in our lives. Uh, th- the fruit of the Spirit is, is charity, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. This fruit of the Spirit is a growing in virtue that makes us more mature, that completes us for the purpose, as we heard in our reading from Scripture today, for the purpose of revealing the glory of God to the world. That's all the time we have for today. Today's show is brought to you by Brandy Carey and all of those who support the show through Patreon. Go to OutsideTheWalls.com, click the Patreon link, and join their numbers Don't forget about our giveaway today for the Rise Up book. Go over to Twitter. Tell us a story about the funny thing your children said and mention us in it. And until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.